I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Monday, December 12th. I hope you're having a great day and we are glad to have you with us for our Winning Side broadcast. Uh, we welcome you, those listening by way of radio, 95.9 FM, uh, those on the radio app, those on the podcast, we welcome you, and those who are watching today on Facebook and those watching on YouTube, we hope you are doing well, hope you're having a good day. Uh, Brother Nathan told me this morning, actually he told me about a week ago it was coming, but he told me this morning that today this is our 500th episode of The Winning Side. Now, that may not sound like a lot to you, but that sounds like a lot to us, uh, and I appreciate Brother Nathan, and uh, he is uh, every day, he's behind the scenes, but uh, he's running the computer, uh, the camera, the radio, the app, uh, the Facebook and YouTube and all of those things. And I have the easy part. I just have to just sit here and talk. And uh, you say, well, could you guys switch places? Oh, absolutely, we could switch places. He could do a great job here, but I wouldn't have a clue what to do over there. So that's why we don't switch places. But I hope you're having a great day today. And uh, it's hard to believe we are now 13 days away from Christmas. We had a wonderful day yesterday in church, uh, yesterday morning. And, and to be fair, uh, for those of you listening by way of radio or those that are not in our area and, and you don't attend our church, to be fair, we are in December, we're only having one uh, service on Sunday mornings. We have Sunday school at 10, morning service at 11, but normally it, the rest of the year we have an 845 service. Well, for December and right after Thanksgiving and 1st of January, we're just doing one Sunday morning service. We were packed yesterday morning. Uh, we had a couple visitors that came in right at 11, and they had to come and sit on the front row. I mean, I'm talking about front and center, that front row, and uh, which is exciting. It's great. It's wonderful. But it's also a reminder that uh, uh, we have a lot of folks that are coming to church uh, every Sunday, and we're thankful for that. And then last night, you talk about packed. We had a packed house last night for our Christmas cantata. Our choir did a wonderful job, the children's choir, special groups. Uh, I appreciate Brother Nathan. He's our choir director, and uh, Miss Cheryl, our piano player. They just did it. it was, everything was just wonderful. And uh, my only regret last night is I, I wish we could have had a way to do it another time to allow more people to be able to come because it was, uh, there was, I say not a seat in the house. There were very few seats when you could have squeezed in like a sardine somewhere. Uh, but it was great, and uh, the, the Christmas story was told. Uh, the, the, the gospel message was presented, and the name of Jesus was honored and glorified and uplifted for sure uh, last night in that Christmas cantata. It was a wonderful time, and I thank you for coming. Thank you, choir members. Thank you, parents, for bringing your kids for the children's choir practices. Thank you for coming early, really these last few weeks. It was just, it was a wonderful day and I thank the Lord for that. Now, Christmas is not over. 
at Victory Baptist Church. We've got December 18th, Sunday. Looking forward to a great day. We've got the candlelight service on Christmas Eve. We've got Christmas Day service, uh, December 25th. It's just going to be great, and I hope you'll make plans and not miss any of those services. Happy birthday yesterday to Melissa Crew, Mallory Johnson, Paul Price, Norman Taylor, and Michael Williams. Happy birthday yesterday, and then happy anniversary yesterday to Jason and Angie Barmer. A happy birthday today to Brenda Mitchell, Tristan Morris, and happy anniversary today to Michael and Julia Orris, Steve and Crystal Vassaturo, and Donald and Sharon Vincent. I hope you folks have a wonderful day today, and uh, may God bless you on this, your birthday, or your anniversary, whichever it may be. Let's be in prayer for a great week. Let's pray for our church. Uh, pray for our school. They're, of course, in session this week. Friday is a half a day. We have our special chapel on Friday, our Christmas chapel, and a lot of our classes. The kids will be singing and doing poems. It'll be a great time. And uh, let's pray for that. Let's pray for our missionaries. You know, our missionaries uh, are on the field, and many of our missionaries are not coming to visit their families for Christmas. They'll stay uh, where they are, and I hope you'll pray for them. Pray God will give them uh, a great and wonderful Christmas wherever they may be. And uh, let's pray for our church members, a lot of folks uh, recovering from surgeries, a lot of folks going in for tests, and a lot of uh, medical uh, uh, procedures going on. I hope you'll pray for one another, and I thank God for a praying church. Here's a song by the Epley family. It's called Away in a Manger. It's not the traditional Christmas carol we sing, but it's a powerful song. And I hope you enjoy this song by the Epley family. And right after that, we'll get into our Bible study in Psalm 119. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head the stars in the bright sky look down where he lay the little lord jesus asleep on the Man had fallen so far from his Maker above, he knew no way to ever be right. But a way was conceived for all who believe in the womb of a virgin. To bind up the wounds, make this heart of mine whole. Away to the treasures of a heavenly home. Away in a manger for me. Now I live with a hope that is steadfast and sure. My whole life is a flower in bloom. Jesus is the arranger, what began in a manger. 
Amen for that. That's a great song. And of course, I love the traditional uh, Christmas song, Away in a Manger, but I like that, um, I like that song there and how that uh, God, He did make a way in a manger and through a manger, uh, Jesus Christ, the Savior, came. Praise God for that. Let's look at Psalm 119. We're working our way through this psalm. And in this particular section, we've got, let's see here, one, two, three, four more verses. And uh, we've given you quite a few thoughts from uh, this section. Beginning in verse number 57, we see uh, David said, God is my portion. He is my inheritance. He is, uh, he is what matters to me. He is uh, my reward. We saw the promise. David said, he, he made the statement, I'm going to keep your words. And that's a great promise to make. David's prayer. Uh, he besought the Lord. He begged that has the idea to, to literally become sick because you are so grieved about a matter. We saw David's passion. He said, I'm beseeching you with my whole heart. David's path, he uh, was meditating on the Word of God. And while he was meditating on the Word of God, he began to think about his own way. And he began to see that his own way was not in accordance with God's way. And so the priority, number six, it's found in verse 60. He said, I made haste. And I delayed not to keep thy commandments. He made it a matter of urgency to get things right with God and to get back on track. Let's look today at number seven in this section of Psalm 119. It's found in verse 61. David says, The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. Now, the bands of the wicked, we're talking about um, uh, a group, uh, 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 an assembly of wicked people. Now, it's bad if you face one wicked person one-on-one. -on -one. That's bad. That ought to bother you, and that ought to be a, uh, you know, a, a, a something that you realize, hey, this is not good. But when you got a whole group ganging up on you, that's certainly not good. And David felt that way. He felt like he was being ganged up on, like a whole group of wicked people were there with the purpose they wanted to rob him. Now, there's a difference between someone stealing from you and someone robbing you. Now, the, the end result is about the same, but, but how that takes place is different. For instance, if I, if I left my wallet in here on the table and I forgot about it and, you know, later on somebody came wandering through, uh, we'll blame Brother Dan. He's not on this property, but we'll blame him. Brother Dan came through and he said, oh, look, a wallet. I needed some money. And uh, he wouldn't find a whole lot in there, but oh, here's a wallet. I'll, I'll take this. And, and, he, and he were to take it or he were to steal it without me knowing that would not be good, right? We'd have to have a word with Brother Dan. Uh, we'd have to call the sheriff, you know, right? And uh, have a word. But, uh, and by the way, if you're listening, you're saying, did that happen? No, that didn't happen. This is uh, an example. This is an illustration. But that would be stealing. However, if I were in here and we were in the middle of the broadcast and Brother Dan came in, and uh, he demanded, 
He said, you give me that wallet or else. And, I, and he threatened or he said, I'm going to hurt you or whatever. Well, I'd probably just sick Brother Nathan on him. I think Brother Nathan could take him, no problem. But, but that, would be, that would be robbing. That would be uh, to, to come in and by force or uh, with threat or maybe at gunpoint to say, you're going to hand this over or else. David says, I was confronted. Uh, I had a band of wicked men that were on a mission. And he says, they have robbed me. Now, I think that it's very likely that that's something that David had experienced at some, po some point physically, maybe without the protection of his soldiers or maybe in his younger days. Who knows? But I also know this. David, I believe, is speaking about the things that wicked people try to steal from you and from me. And you know what wicked people try to steal? First of all, because they are uh, being used by the devil. Wicked people will try to steal your joy. Wicked people will try to steal your peace. Satan himself, he's going to try to rob you of, of satisfaction and he's going to try to rob you of purpose and he's going to try to rob you of, of, of the happiness that you have that comes from knowing God. And, and the devil is on a mission to try to rob you, to take from you what, uh, what does not belong to him. David experienced bands of wicked men. Um, perhaps it was Saul. Uh, and uh, the things that Saul took when Saul was chasing David and David had to run for his life. Maybe he's speaking here of Absalom and his men who came and, and, and stole the throne and stole the palace. Maybe David is referring to the Amalekites who the Bible says at Ziklag they came and they not only took David's things, but they took David's family. They literally, they kidnapped and, and held hostage David's uh, own family members. And maybe David is speaking of some of those, but whatever the case may be, he says, the bands of the wicked have robbed me, but he says, I have not forgotten thy law. Did you know that there are some things that the wicked cannot take away? There are some things that Satan cannot touch. I preached a message a few years ago about the things that Satan could not take from Job. Oh yeah, he was able with, with God's permission, he was able to, to take away Job's possessions and, and, and his houses and his family, uh, his children that were killed. But there were some things that Satan could not touch and he could not take from Job. The wicked cannot take away your salvation. They can rob you of your joy if you let them. They can rob you of your peace and daily victory in the Christian life if you let them. But I'm glad they can never take away your salvation. They can never take away eternal life from you and from me. The wicked may attack you. The wicked may afflict you. Satan himself is on the, on the prowl to, uh, to seek whom he may devour. And although Satan may attack and Satan may afflict and Satan may persecute, Satan cannot destroy you when you remember and when you claim the promises of God because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Uh, what a fitting uh, verse, I believe, on this 500th episode of The Winning Side. Just to remind you that Satan's on the attack, but Satan cannot get the victory over the child of God when you and when I, when we trust in the Lord, when we lean on his word, and when we claim the promises 
of victory. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.